right, what's going on, everybody? It's another week of uh, Half Circle Back. It's been like, man, hold on. I feel like it's been a couple weeks, but maybe it hasn't since I've actually put up an episode. I don't know. Like, my whole thing of time has been messed up by everything that's going on in the world at this point. Like, I just, I honestly can't even keep up with what day of the week it is sometimes. But, uh, but yeah, we're finally back. And, uh, my co host, he, uh, he had some stuff going on, so he was unable to make it. So it's going to be a solo show. But we've got a good friend here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and kick it to him for a, uh, for an introduction. Absolutely. Hello, hello. <laughs> this is Piano Densetsu. You know, luckily, you don't have to deal with Tim's voice. You get to hear my voice <laughs> instead. So we miss you, Tim, but this might low-key be a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Tim, I was like, yeah, think about it, right? Like, Denson has the perfect radio voice. Like, I'm, I'm honestly jealous, to be honest. Like, it's You crazy. know, and, and this is, I have to let the people know, this is my first podcast participation, you know? So I do expect a ribbon after this, <laughs> but I ha- if I was going to do it, it had to be for the homies. Homie, no plural, since Tim bailed on us, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Also, please expect me to just like throw rocks at Tim this entire podcast. That's that's really why I wanted to come on. But even when he's not here, I'm gonna give it to him. <laughs> look, you should have like the rush down, the episode with rush down. He definitely was doing that to Tim. So I, I welcome it. <laughs> Totally you know, it's welcome. just natural. We love yeah. Tim, but this is how we show our love. You know, we really get it from you. <laughs> we see how his dad treats him we're like yeah okay <laughs> it, it comes from a place of love you know what I yeah mean? right so- <laughs> that's my popeye's partner in crime so you know, oh yes yeah, this is all love this is this is all love babe <laughs> you know this is just part of the agreement i'm sorry tim <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so how you been man what you what you been up to you you know, man, this has been such an interesting time in the world. I've honestly just been, you know, making sure I'm good, my family's good, and uh, really just grinding the stream nowadays. I um kind of took a three-month hiatus, and I guess it's been maybe a month, month and a half since I've come back, pretty much ever since COVID-19 <laughs> started. Yeah. And uh, I've just been grinding the stream, grinding piano lessons online since I can't teach them. And uh, that's pretty much it. And, you know, I've been blessed enough to be, you know, have people that enjoy watching me play Street Fighter and luckily enjoy me uh, teaching them piano or Street Fighter. So that's pretty much it. That's been my life. Uh, I just worked out for the first time yesterday. That, yeah, yeah. You know, that was one of my goals. actually get physically fit while I'm inside. And it only took me like two months to get it started. So, (laughs) so far, so good. We're a little sore today, but can't complain, man. Have, have the gyms opened up over there yet? They have, but your boy's chilling. You know, I, <laughs> your boy's I, I chilling. Look, I respect that. One of my boys was like, he's like, yeah, I'm back in the gym. I'm like, I don't, I don't know about that right now. But. Uh, man, you know, the gym is a disgusting place when you really think about it. Because mm-hmm. which one of these like swole dudes is actually taking those Lysol wipes? And wiping everything down, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, I've already, I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. I'm like, uh, whatever, I can get it in at home. But nowadays, I'm especially getting it in at home. Boy, chill. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I respect that. <laughs> um, 
so yeah so i guess we'll go ahead and start leading into some of the questions i had so yeah, i wanted man. to get uh you know i want to get back to your i guess get into your fgc history like so what what got you into fighting games or you know we could start there or if you want to go what got you into the fgc uh it's kind of this is your time to do your origin story basically hey hey so a little backstory um when i was probably two or three years old my dad is a huge nerd he'll never admit that but the man loves himself some electronics you know he grew up on stuff like Pac-Man, Galaga, and stuff like that. And when I was born, he was like, you know what? I'm going to get a Super Nintendo. And when you get a Super Nintendo, I feel like there were three crucial titles. Super Mario World, right. Donkey Kong Country, and Street right. Fighter 2. Period. Yeah. All right. And those were like our three main games. And there's literally a picture of my dad playing Street Fighter 2. Me as a baby, a few months old, <laughs> watching him play, right? Wow. And, you know, you think you don't know what's going on as a child, but I was exposed to it so early. Street Fighter was just my life, if I'm being real with you. I grew up loving Street Fighter, Mario, and that's pretty much it. And so I'm truly a fan of fighting games, I guess you could say. Um, I just grew up, whether it was something from Street Fighter 2 on the Super Nintendo to Marvel Super Heroes versus Street Fighter on the uh, PlayStation 1, I've just always mashing buttons, right? And yeah. so I've always been a fan, but when Street Fighter 4 came around, because you know there was like that dark period where no new Street Fighters were coming out. Yeah. And it came out on PS4, and I rem I'll never forget, back in the day on PS3, you could actually uh download trailers i don't know if you ever did that yeah i think i did it a few times <laughs> yeah you know it just you did it because you could not because it was optimal it was yeah. like oh yeah i can do this <laughs> right <laughs> and um there was a street fighter 4 trailer and all these characters i grew up with were in the trailer and i was just like yo there's a new street fighter and so, you know, you fast forward, game comes out. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm still mashing buttons on this PS3 pad. Um, I'm trying to play Gokin. I'm like, yo, is this Shing Long? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, That's a throwback. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think anybody's going to. Well, some people will probably remember that reference. Some people but. might remember it. But when I yeah. tell you that I grew up with this series, I really grew up with it, right? And like I, I, I came out the womb in 1993, and I promise I came out with a um, joystick in my head. And so when I was like, yo, yeah, you can, you can play Shing Long. This is dope. So I, I'll never forget playing with my cousin. I get online. The first character I go run into is a guy, of course. And Vanilla <laughs> Street Fighter Four. for people that don't know, that character was ridiculous. And I get destroyed. And I'm like, yo, what? You know, he, I think he had done something like, fireball in the super and you know to the common eye that's like yo 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 what is that you can do that and so <laughs> after seeing that i ended up going on shuriken.com and going on the forums lurking um i was all over the place character wise i was trying to play chun lee trying to play vega trying to play Gokin. you know just trying to figure it out everyone goes on their own journey and through shuriken um somehow i just ended up finding the excellent adventures of gutex and mike ross and you know, that's mm -hmm. that's not the first time i've heard somebody uh kind of fall into that because like rushdown that was the way he kind of got introduced into uh fighting games was just watching those 
easy, easy. And you know, you know, not even to get into it too much, but the work Gutex and Mike did back then, I just don't think anyone else was doing back in the day. And even if you compare it to some content today, I still feel like that format with them both just really is entertaining for people that's been in this for a while. But also, you can put a new set of eyes and have them watch them and just get the feel like, man, this just looks fun. Like, they're competitive players, but they're still having fun and they're figuring things out. And you can kind of get, like, that high-level feel while they're being at home. So you kind of could relate to them some, you know? And so at this point, I'm probably, like, 15, 16. Um... And I was still living in Memphis, Tennessee. And I just, you know, you kind of go in, once you get into something, you just all of a sudden go into, oh man, okay, here's Shuriken. Oh, here's Event Hubs. Oh, here's uh, this. Now, next thing you know, you're watching a tournament in Japan when they're playing on the arcade machine before the PS3 release is happening, you know? Mm -hmm. And next thing I know, this thing that I loved already on a casual level was really just kind of took over my gaming life. Like I almost became obsessed with trying to figure out how to get in this world, right? At that time, we moved to uh, Atlanta, probably when I was about 16, right? And this is kind of getting into how I got introduced to the FGC rather than just Street Fighter IV, the game, the fighting game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. I'll never forget, I think it was a recap of CEO. I wish I could remember what year. But the recap was Gutex versus Pokechop. Um, people listening probably know who Pokechop is. But at this time, I had no clue. I didn't know anything about any scene. And Gutex was talking with Mike, and he was like, yeah, you know, I went against this dude named Pokechop. And I was like, Pokechop, that's a crazy name. And I was like, why does he say it like that? And I'm like, oh, it's spelled that way. <laughs> and <laughs> he was talking about how stressful his Able was. Because Gutex at that point was playing Bros, right? And apparently, Pokechop, I'm going to call him Ricky from now on. Um, Ricky uh, apparently took the first game. And you know how Ricky is, like right? He started rocking back and forth. You know, <laughs> you know, the chair's moving. Whole body moving. He looking at you. He probably looked back at the crowd, you know? Yep. And they were showing the footage of it. And the way, like, it j- just the energy you saw. It's like, yo, man. Like, don't get me wrong. I had seen, like, Evil Moment 37. I watched, like, tournaments. But seeing these, this guy that I had watched, and because Excellent Adventures was essentially a TV show for me. Yeah. And seeing him go, yeah, this dude from Atlanta named Pochop, he won the first game, but then I won the set. But then seeing how Pochop reacted and, like, the crowd energy because it was Gutek, it just really opened my eyes. And when he said Atlanta, my ears just kind of perked up, you know? Because I'm like, oh, hang on. This dude, like, I, at that time, I'm really looking up to Gutex and Mike Ross in terms of keeping up with their journey and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yo, if a dude from Atlanta was able to take a game off Gutex, oh man, Atlanta's real. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I um I got excited and I just typed in Street Fighter 4 tournament, Atlanta, Georgia. 
and the rest is history. Next thing you know, I'm showing up to uh, Battle and Brew. And oh, shout out to Battle and Brew. Rest, rest and, in peace, man. Rest in peace, man. And look, I was so young. Like I said, I'm like 16. At the most, 16 going on 17. I didn't even have my license yet. My dad was dropping me off from Sandy Springs to uh, that Marietta location. And I, I'll never forget, I walk in there. I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily a shy guy, but I'm relatively quiet to like what's going on in real life. You know what I mean? I like mm. sitting there observing and listening. And especially when I was younger, you couldn't really pay me to like pop off or anything like that. So I'll never forget walking in with my quiet self. I get an Arizona tea. And uh, you know uh, Jacob, heavyweight, right? I think so. He was um he was always a big body player. Um big like big bigger white guy. And I'll never forget he came through and he just started talking to me. And I don't know if he like I always give him a lot of credit, even if he doesn't know it, because the fact that he opened that level of communication to me of being so young, not knowing what I'm doing, right? That just kind of, that moment, and I was like, wow, this guy's really cool, and he's teaching me things about the game. Next thing I know, I'm playing sets. Um, and <laughs> my first casual game at Battle and Brew was against this man named uh, D.B. Joseph. I know you know him. Oh. Shout out to Mr. Oh, man. We <laughs> miss you, man. I hope you're doing well wherever you are. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. And you know he bodied my business. <laughs> so now I'm taking my, like, you know, my deli that I think is kind of nice to battle and brew. And I'm like, okay, cool. I bet I can hang with this guy. He picked a bookie and mocked me. Mocked me up real quick. And I just looked and I was like, yo, this is this is different. This is <laughs> this isn't the same. <laughs> What's going on? And That's so like you, the, mm-hmm. the the best feeling when you uh at least for me, when you go to uh, yeah. you finally go offline and you meet people and you play and you're like, yeah, I think I'm pretty good. Yeah. And then you have that uh that realization of like, oh shit, I don't <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything. All I know are my trial combos, man. You know, I think I'm kind of nice because I can do like roundhouse and the EX machine gun blow with Dudley. But then you go offline and realize, oh, wait, I have to get put in the situation to even land at. Yeah. If I can't ever hit them, it doesn't matter, you know. So that was kind of my introduction into the FGC. And really, the rest was history, man. You know, I I played Super Street Fighter 4 for a while and then Marvel 3 came out. Um, and so while I, I kind of existed in SF4, I really didn't make any like true, true connections with anybody, but mostly because I was younger, you know, I was younger. I was pretty shy. I would go, I would play. Um, you would have people like Cardell, Dante, you know, they would talk with you. They're real good dudes, but you know, I'm just kind of, I was just kind of to myself and then Marvel three came out and I feel like while super street fighter four was my introduction and definitely gave me my roots. My for real roots definitely come from Marvel. That was a game I wish I got good at. Like I just oh, I could man. never dedicate like so there's a thing with me and long combos. I just it's something <laughs> about my brain. I can't do them. Like I just or or maybe I just haven't uh I haven't like taken the time to like really sit down and do it. But it's like 
I don't know, man. I just can't do it, man. Like, if it's longer than like 20 hits or like that many inputs, I'm probably not going to be able to do it. Like, I don't know like, what it is. You know, I, I think for me, like, that's such an interesting perspective for me because I think I'm the total opposite. Like, if I look at how you play, I feel like you kind of thrive on the ground and really figuring out how am I going to land this button into whatever my character does is what you're like really great at, right? Yeah. For me, I'm just about hitting someone in the face, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, my, my true self is all about, I just want to hit you in the face so then I can just press buttons to a rhythm that happen to be a combo, right? And so that was the entire reason, you know, before 4 even came out, when I saw 4 was coming out, I was like, yo, you know what? I got to play Dirt Strike. I got to play Alpha 3. I'm going to be nice when 4 comes out. And really what I thought being nice was, was just being able to do combos, period. Nothing else. Combos. Yeah. You know, I'm not really thinking about, oh, footsie, what? I don't even know what that means. Combos. And Dudley, that's why he ended up being my favorite Street Fighter character, because his combos are nice, you know? I know I don't have to tell you. That. <laughs> 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 yeah, <do> <laughs> Bring that back. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but the combos are sick, right? And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I um, you know, that's kind of was my reason to play Dudley. But when you see Marvel Three, hey, combo might just kill somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. And so for the player I was back then, Marvel Three ended up being way funner for me. Not because it was such a better game than 4. I truly think if you take myself now and put it back in the past, I probably would have enjoyed Street Fighter 4 just as much. But Street Fighter 4 required like a ground game to actually be good, you know? Whereas Marvel, the neutral was just different. The mobility was different, right? Yeah. And it was just more so, hey, how can you use your assist or your mobility to get this hit? They're still neutral, but it was just different from Street Fighter. Yeah. And... That's where, honestly, I end up meeting people. Uh, Shouts to Mr. Dapvip, uh, Dizzy D, um, Not Enough Damage, so, um, SBK, formerly known as Some Brown Kid. Um, I end up meeting all these dudes that really was like, hey, dude, hey, we might go over to uh, Mr. I don't think he goes by Dr. Eek anymore. It's uh, Eek Streams now. But... He would say, hey, I'm having a session. You want to come? And I'm like, oh, uh, I guess. A session? What is that? And I go and, hey, go in his basement. And it's like 10 dudes playing Marvel. And I was like, yo, I like this. Next thing you know, I'm meeting people. And we're playing till like 8 a.m. in the morning, you know? And I miss those, uh, I Dude, miss those days. The good old days, you know? <laughs> and that's what really made you go, yo, I got to get nice. Because you may crack out against, um, you know, to see until 8 a.m. And you look at the count and it's like, damn, it was like 60, 40. I got I to gotta get that. <laughs> I got to mm -hmm. rectify that. And it's just this whole net. It really exposed me to that side of the FGC where it's like, you know what? Grinding is fun because once you get to a, these tournaments, once you drive to like Knoxville, Tennessee for a tournament, or you drive to Bama, or you drive to Florida for a tournament, it just, it was this cycle of just 
I can't even explain it, dude. Don't get me wrong. I love five. You know that. But at yeah. this time in particular, I think during those Street Fighter four slash Marvel three days, it was really about whose house am I really about to go over or who's coming over to my house so we can grind. And at that point, dude, that's really when it was off to the races because I just couldn't get enough. Next thing you know, I'm going to final round. I'm going to CEO and just for Marvel. And I really feel like if it wasn't for Marvel, I just wouldn't be here. So, you know, Marvel 3 will always have a just a special like soft spot in my heart just because it really was my foundation to just being here in the first place, you know? Yeah, it was uh, definitely one of the one of the best fighting games I think ever made. For 100%. Sure. 100%. And even if people disagree with that, 100% in terms of community, in terms of competitiveness, you really had to live through Marvel 3 and even Street Fighter 4 to really feel like that special, I, you know, it would sound silly, but just that feeling, man, that fighting game feeling of just, yo, it was a, it was a, not a different kind of community because a lot of people stayed in the community. It was just a special yeah. time for fighting games at that point. Like, it, yeah. it's hard to explain. It's just, it was a, it was a different, just special era. Yeah, it would be hard for me to put it in words, but I know what you mean. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it, like for, like I said, because it's hard for me to describe, but like, <clears throat> for sure in my community that era of like that street fighter 4 marvel 3 era that's yeah. when i felt like the most people cared like out yeah. of the community and and some of that could be now the, to the fact that um you know people have gotten older so maybe there's less people like who still keep up with it but it's also i think there's a little bit of a convenience factor of that online is like at least doable i mean it may not be the great greatest but yeah. like in most of the f- modern fighting games you can play with other people online. And I think that took away from uh, the aspect of people trying to get together and, and like really go hard in games like they used to. But, but for sure. Yeah. I, I remember like in street fighter four, like the Marvel days and, and uh, cause Huntsville had a pretty big Marvel scene. And uh, I would say like the Montgomery Auburn area, like we had, like there was some, there was a lot of Marvel people in Auburn, but like for the most part, it was like a lot of street fighter, but yeah, it was, that was when people were really trying to get it, man. Playing till five, six in the morning, then still talking about the matches for another hour after you get done playing. You know. Well, you know, I think that that really hits it on the head. And uh, you know, shouts to that man, Potato Salad. You know, I like in Marvel back in the day. It was just one of those things where no matter what city you went to, you could go to Augusta, Georgia. And they had Marvel players. They had Street Fighter Four players, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, even someone like Drew back in the day. Like, it was... I just feel like there was a little more, yo, we just have to... We, we are getting, we're going offline so we can all get better. And it was definitely the aspect of, like, everyone kind of wanted to beat everyone's ass. But at the same time, you would learn so much from each other just playing. And then... Hey, after you play, like you said, you can play for, I might play uh, to see from, say, like 10 p.m. to like 7 a.m. And then next thing you know, it's 7 a.m., you would think, oh, yeah, we're going to KO. We go outside, just start talking about the game, man. Talking about the game, how this situation, hey, you know what? I feel uh, when you're Captain America, 
at the start around, you should probably just try to get away. And if you yeah, you want to do charging star in the plasma beam assist, but guess what? Wolverine can low profile that with crouching light and you get fucked up. You know, it's just one of those things where the knowledge and the the act of just practicing against really people that became your training partners and homies, that's just something that I think is hard to replicate nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, um, I definitely have noticed that, uh, you know, it's not really around anymore, but man, mm-hmm. I, I can't lie. I miss it, you know. Oh, man, that was a time, dude. That was a time. You know, you know I promise to people listening, we're not, we're not old men on the porch yelling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I promise we're not. Because there are a lot of things I'm sure we get into about, like, the state of things now with Street Fighter Five, just the community that are still there. Like you still have a good time. There's a reason we still play, but you know, it was just, it was just a little different back then. And I think like you say, online compared to four and especially compared to Marvel three, I think street fighter five is serviceable enough where people were like, yeah, you know what? Let's get these sets online. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. So then I guess what I'll, uh, I'll roll into after that is, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you only play Street Fighter Five, but is there anything else you're playing right now? You know, right now, <laughs> Street Fighter Four. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah, you were streaming that the other day. I so, that. Um, you know, I did play a little Dragon Ball Fighters and competed in tournaments for a little bit. Um, and this kind of goes back to what we were saying with the online thing. That game's online; it's just not good, you know. Yeah. And just the way my life kind of works out if i'm a grinding game offline it has to be street fighter you know but with dragon ball fighters even though i played like um you know shout out himika shout out shiro um they really helped me offline when i would go to the tournaments for dragon ball fighters it just kind of fell off for me so nowadays not necessarily i might get into Skullgirls for evo because i hear a lot of good things about it and um yeah. It looks like a fun game, but yeah, right now definitely Street Fighter Five, and I've been streaming Street Fighter Four because the game's fun. Yeah, I uh, I ended up hopping back on Street Fighter Four the other day when I saw Justin was doing that, uh, that mm. tournament, and I was looking, I was like, man, you know what? Let me cut this back on, and, uh, <laughs> and I was in training mode for a little bit doing combos. I was like, all right, I still got some of these, I still got these combos. I was like, all right, you know, let me go online and see how I do, you know? Yeah. So. It uh, yep. it's it definitely go? fun to play. I'm not gonna lie, it's still fun. Even you after, know, uh... I think that game does not get enough credit for how long it stood the test of time. Because yeah. even by the time Ultra came out, that game was probably pretty old. But that game's combo system, Greg, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is. It has to be one of the most satisfying combo systems of all time. It's uh it's like um uh, you know Capcom was good for making training mode games. Like that yeah. was a game where <laughs> you would just there was times I would go into training mode and just I won't even play I don't even play some of these characters. I would just go into training <laughs> mode with Dudley and do combos. I'm just over here trying to do all the one frame links or whatever, like Dude. all this other stuff. Like you you would just do it because it's just fun, you know what I mean? Like just felt good to to do combos in that game. Absolutely. I think it's one of those things where you are 
there's a sense of, yeah, I did that. You know, mm -hmm. I think um, we'll, there's a lot of parallels between like playing an instrument and fighting games, I feel. But in Street Fighter 4 in particular, man, that execution, I'm not saying, oh, if you can do a Dudley combo, you can play Mozart. But if you do happen to play piano or you are a musician, it just felt good in that game to get those rhythms correct. And like, let's say you're learning a waltz or something and there's one part that's just giving you hell, right? The way you attack that is by practicing that one measure, that one part over and over again. And when you finally get it, it's like, yes, I'm good. You know what I mean? But with fighting games, I think the reason they always just resonated with me so much is because combos are the same thing, man. You know, I was telling you earlier, combos were pretty much the reason I got into fighting games. And for that's why I love Dudley, because doing those combos, it's like, yo, man, I've, I spent an hour trying to get that overhead combo. <laughs> and when you finally do it in a match, it's that very similar feeling. It's like, yeah, cool. I'm good. We got it. We got it. So, you know, that, that game's combo system and stuff. But yeah, in terms of games I'm playing, really, it's just Street Fighter Five and Street Fighter Four right now. So you did touch on something that I was going to ask you about. I, yeah. I did want to ask, um, do you think your experience with uh, piano has like helped with execution and fighting games in general? You know, I used to wonder that all the time because that's a question when I was younger, people asked me. My name has always been Piano Densetsu. Nowadays, um, most people call me Densetsu, just Piano, Denson, my real name. But back then, I used to wonder, I wonder if this helps me. And honestly, I think it helps in terms of being familiar with, like, the process of learning something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I do think playing piano helped me in terms of moving my fingers, obviously. Um, you know, I can sit. If you watch my stream, I play on Hitbox nowadays. Shout out Hitbox. Um, if you watch my stream, my fireball input involves like 10 inputs. Oh, yeah, um, I hear it. Uh, <laughs> I can definitely hear it. <laughs> For absolutely no reason. I'm not, I'm not even really like, I guess I'm kind of buffering a DP. But even then, when I DP, you'll hear like 10 buttons right after. Because yeah. that's just, that's just kind of like my natural thing. I think it helped in terms of like hitbox execution, especially. Mm -hmm. But back in the day when I was playing on joystick, I definitely think my piano background helped me understand timings and combos and not getting frustrated. Um, I never, and things like take plinking in Street Fighter 4, right? Yeah. That, it definitely helped there. Or plink dashing in Marvel 3, it definitely helped there. Um, joystick, not so much, but I think my piano background more so helped back then with, okay, I can't get this combo at all, but I don't, I don't really care because this is just so similar to learning a hard song on piano, you know? And so I think that's why I was able to stick with it for so long because there were just so many parallels. It's like, hey, I'm practicing this so I can perform it, perform it well one day. And I think that mindset just kind of helped me stick with it for so long. 
And I think down the road, something like plink dashing or moving around with Magneto, my piano background help. But nowadays, the execution in five isn't too hard. I think where it helps yeah. me more than anything is just playing on Hitbox. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it didn't take you that long to pick that up, right? Nah, yeah, we were. We were, it, I I can't explain it. It just it was a very easy transition. Even when I was losing, I just I kind of understood it. That was like, yeah, man, give me a month or two on this. And you know, one thing I think I received it in January, and Combo Breaker came around like May. And I was able to get the same placing I did last year uh, or the year uh, prior. Same exact placing as I did on Joystick um, that year on Hitbox. And that just usually doesn't happen. I think it was like around 49 for something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is, I should have been playing on this years ago. Yeah, that's, that's definitely something I want to get into, but it's like, I'm so worried about the because you know the issue with hitbox is like it's mm-hmm. obviously it's better than stick, but it's like you got to be able to take that initial bump. You you got to go yeah. from like all right, I'm pretty good to like <laughs> yeah. now you're just gonna be terrible for like you know for like a, at least a few months, you know, if you're I, lucky. I think that's where I you know I really had to learn to put my pride aside. I think that's the biggest thing Street Fighter Five taught me when it came to fighting games. You have to be able to put your pride aside. I have a lot of pride, you know. I have a lot of pride. I guess you call it um, ego. I'm definitely a humble person, but I do like winning, period. And, you know, at that point, I was playing Sagat on Joystick. And I'm I'm not saying, like, I was amazing or anything, but boy was working. Boy was working, and I was finally starting to get top three with him at my locals. And I remember one time I finally was able to beat uh, Mr. Neon Verte. Shouts to Adam. <clears throat> I was finally be able to beat uh, FGC Jesus with Sagat, you know. <laughs> and I would have won that tournament, but Smug happened to be in town. Oh, and man. I met him in grand finals. But it wasn't a wash. And I was like, yo, man, I'm, I'm making progress. Like, you know, it's happening. And I went to Capcom Cup last chance qualifier that year. And once I lost that tournament, I said, you know what? Season's over. I got to do hitbox. I have to because if I'm not going to do it at any point. Like after this, I probably won't ever do it. So I just I literally went back to my hotel room and ordered it on my phone and said, when I I get back. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, because we were (laughs) we were chilling um, that LCQ. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I definitely, you know what? Because I ordered it, and I think I fig- I was trying to figure out where you and Tim were sitting. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I, I probably told y'all at some point, yeah, I ordered a hitbox. I'm going in. And I, I'm just happy. I don't know what possessed me to do that. I think I had went against, um, what's that Ken's name? It's like AKA Jones or something. Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh. I'm trying to. He goes by Shaquille now, but yeah, that yeah. was Jones Arcade. Yeah, Jones Arcade. Yes, and yeah. I went to DP him, and he jumped early fierce, and I missed it, and I lost because oh. of that. And then I went against K. Brad, and the same exact thing happened. And I was just like, "Yo, man, I think I can do it with stick, but clearly I have a ways to go. Let me just switch the hitbox. I'll eat the O and twos at my locals for a little bit. Shout out to Gwinnett, bro." um rp as well yeah, yeah. um 
But, you know, I remember pulling up to my first Gwinnett Brawl, went 0-2. I was like, okay, cool, let me just play. You know, I remember grabbing uh, Adam, and I was like, yo, let's just play for a little bit. You know, I grabbed Darius, I'll grab whoever, and I said, I just need to get good on it. So, you know, I think that's one thing about fighting games, going back to to the uh, piano background. I just look at a lot of things in fighting games as a new instrument, new characters, instrument, controller, instrument. It's just how much work are you willing to put in? Because that's really the only thing you can do. You just put in work and you have to give yourself that uh, practice time to actually perform later on, you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, man. Now I want to move into, uh, you know, something, something I like to talk about, which is mm-hmm. uh, the Sagat struggle, man. Oh, so, man. So <laughs> what? So All right, so... <laughs> You were playing before Sagat, you were playing Urian. Yes. You had a good Urian. Mm-hmm. You know? We did some things. We did some things. <laughs> what, <laughs> what made you say, you know what? I'm going to drop this for Sagat. Oh, man. Um, I feel like this question has been asked or is asked by everyone that comes across me because. When you play my Sagat, I feel like my Sagat's pretty decent, right? But then when you see me play Urian, it's like, why? Why are you doing this? <laughs> you know, literally last Capcom Cup, um, I stayed with the Hitbox Boys, Charles Christian and uh, Dr. African. And before our, like, uh, pools, I played Dr. African, and I played him with Sagat, and he, he watched me. He watched me. He picked, he picked Bison, and I was like, damn, dude, this is hard. And once I picked Urian, he was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> He's like, you can do the same thing. He's like, why are you doing this? And honestly, man, going back to my Street Fighter 4, you know, I told you my first, my first match, I'll never forget this, my first ranked online match. I picked Chun. I went against this guy. He did like crouching medium kick, fireball super. And I thought it was just super sick. So guy is actually who I wanted to play when I first picked up four. But, you know, I was I was not easily influenced, but when you went on Shuriken forums, no one likes the guy. Everyone hated him. Yeah. He did too much damage. They're like, I don't like to trade DP comp Sagat's broken. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to use a broken character. I'll pick Chun Li or Vega. Dummy. Anyone listening to this that's like age <laughs> 16, I don't care how old you are, go don't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if you get hate, it won't last for long. They'll love you at the end of the day. Right. But I... Sagat growing up was just one of my favorite Street Fighter characters, period. Right? Um, it might sound silly, but Sagat was like one of the few brown characters in the game. And back then, that never really happened. And he was cool. He was a boss character, you know? And even though he's from Thailand, hey, little boy from Memphis, Tennessee, I'm like, yeah, and you know what? I'm claiming ownership of Sagat. Sagat is definitely invited to the cookout. I like him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about Balrog. He doesn't shoot anything cool. He doesn't say, he doesn't even say words. At least Sagat says Tiger. And honestly, I just always, I always liked him. And once I got, like, as I grew older, so going back to, like, Super Nintendo, you could do, play, like, Alpha 2 Sagat. 
he looked ridiculous in that game. He was so swole. Yeah. Like, his sprite was top tier. And I was like, yo, Sagat's so cool, man. And he had the multi-hitting uppercut. You fast forward to getting Alpha 3 on my PSP back in the day. I played Sagat. I I just, my, the Street Fighter fan in me loves that character, right? But then once Street Fighter 4 comes around, it's Super Street Fighter 4, you're really getting exposed to the scene, not the game. So next thing I know, I'm watching someone named Sanford Kelly. I watch him play Sagat, and I'm like, yo, hang on. What is that? Did he just DP that man out of nowhere? I'm watching L.I. Joe, a whole different kind of style. I'm like, yo, that looks sick. You can do that. Next thing I know, I'm watching Ryan Hart. I'm watching Bonchan. I'm watching Gachi. I'm watching these people that are playing the same character, but I could clearly tell the difference. And Sagat was always my favorite character to watch besides Dudley back in the day. And by Dudley, I really mean Smug, right? Yeah. And before there was a Smug, I, I would always just kind of lurk and watch Sagat. I was never brave enough to do it myself, though, because it looked hard. I'm like, how do you know when the DP? How do you know when the fireball? What if they jump? You know what I mean? Just that young man brain of like, I don't understand what's going on. And Sagat was just one of the catalysts to me loving Street Fighter competitively. And so you fast forward, I know Street Fighter V is coming out, and I say, yo, when Sagat is released, I'm going to have one of the best Sagats in the world. That was like my goal, you know? Because I just knew he was coming out on release because he's Sagat. He's a main character. And unfortunately, it took three years. So in the meantime, I find Urien. Urien kind of spoke to my Marvel soul. He has long buttons. He plays the way like I want to. I can chill or I can just go in. I love going in, you know? And when Sagat got revealed, I just said, you know what? I said I was going to do it and I got to stick with it. Like, this is my, this is damn near my favorite Street Fighter character. Um, I love what he stands for. I feel like that character, like there's an art to that character, you know? Mm -hmm. There's a, it's going to, it might sound cheesy. It's just when you really study him and you watch them so much in four, even like Bonchan, one of my favorite sets, uh, I think it was a tournament called Diger Uppercut and Grand Finals was him versus Gamer B. And seeing, I'll never forget watching that live and just seeing the adjustments Bonchan was able to make and just playing out of his damn mind, you know? With a character that wasn't really top tier anymore, you know? Yeah. But because he, like, mastered the art of that character, because he essentially became one, I would say, with the character, and the character had options in that game, he could pull it out. And so I just end up falling in love, and I just said, yo, when Sagat comes out, I'm going to try to do that. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> <laughs> you fast forward, uh, things are different in this game. A little bit. Things are a little different. And I was very ignorant to what it took to be a good Sagat, right? I had no fireball game. I couldn't DP without throwing my shoulder out. I was like, I don't even know how to navigate a slow character like this. Because it's not like Bison, right? Yeah. You're slow, but 
everything moves you forward. You have a move, a EX move that's plus, forward moving normal that's plus. EX has like it, you're slow, but it does. You don't really ever really you don't really notice that. Yeah. Whereas when I play Sagat, I'm like, yep, okay, so my dash sucks. I can't move. I literally just have to play the ground game with this character. And, and that's gotta be kind of weird coming from somebody as mobile as Urian, right? He has that many. You know, Urian's got a lot of <laughs> movement options. Yeah. That boy can that boy can get around when he needs to. <laughs> he can get he can get where he needs to be, right? Yeah. Even when it comes to his D trigger, EX tackle ages, deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's why I think Urian was always one of my favorite characters because. He truly felt like a Marvel character in Street Fighter V, especially during season two, because it was one of those things where it's like, I'm going to force a situation on you, and if you guess wrong, you die. If you guess wrong, I'm using my second Aegis to mix you up again, and if you guess wrong twice, you lost. I'm sorry. That's just how it goes. Whereas Sagat... So I think that part of me, the fighting game player in me, that part of me definitely was groomed, if you will. Like, I'm not afraid to say back then. I won't necessarily say ages carried me, but at the same time, that was my biggest strength, you know? Yeah. Being able to force situations and really just play the game I played in Marvel, which was, hey, I'm going to just do something, and then ages is my assist to cover me it's my insurance policy it's my hidden missiles you know and i think that part of me was good but by the time sagat came out nothing about my fighting game history groomed me uh for that character at all and i think that's why i never played him in the past because i knew that deep down i knew i couldn't just overhead somebody and win the game like i could with dudley you know I knew I couldn't just EX tackle uh, Aegis and win a game because I forced the situation. I knew with this character, it required a different kind of mindset. And so once I started getting into it, Greg, I just, I, I was a fanboy truly of this character, competitively especially. But once I started playing him, I was like, oh, I get it now. This is why Bonchan just didn't say, you know what, I'm going to play like Evil Ryu, you know? I feel like he could have played Evil Ryu easily in Ford, you know? Oh, for sure. Easy. But once I started playing him, I was like, yo, this is why he never left. You know, it's something, it sounds really cheesy. It's just one of those things where you play the character, and when you connect with a fighting game character, that's important. And Sagat, just everything I thought about him, I was now experiencing. Even though I was losing, don't get me wrong. <laughs> everything I was, I had thought, oh my God. Like when I would look at, let's say Ryan Hart do something like fireball full screen and then get a heavy car fireball, they jump and they get DP. And if it happened to trade, you can do forward heavy kick and the ultra one. Now I'm having these moments where it's like, oh, man, I got a forward heavy kick on their jump after they jumped a fireball. And now I can do car uppercut super. Dude, there's just no better feeling. And 
once I started experiencing that, and then once I got into the art of throwing fireballs, the art of just sitting there, the art of, hey, you can simply win a match by throwing a tiger shot, stand medium kick, and watch, daring them to do something, paying attention to what they're doing. How did they react after that? And then once you figured out that information, how are you going to use it to your benefit? You know, I hate, I don't like when people say, oh, yeah, he's playing Street Fighter, real Street Fighter, you know? Because what is that? Yeah, but, that's like such a, you can't really, <laughs> I, I get what you, yeah, I definitely don't like when people say that. It's like, oh, it's not yeah. real Street Fighter. That's like, not, you know, because they don't really know what they're saying. But when it comes from me, like my own personal brand of Street Fighter, what I grew, kind of grew up on competitively, and what I end up appreciating the most, that's what Sagat is for me. So when I'm playing him, I'm just in tune with the character more than any other character. And you know I play multiple. Like, I love new characters. Yeah. I love laughing them. But Sagat was just something where it's like I have this childhood connection with him. I have this competitive connection with him. And the way he plays, what the character like stands for, if you will. Because even though I don't think he's very good in 5, and we can get into that, but I do feel he's still Sagat, you know? And because of that, I can still work on the art of Sagat. This thing that I kind of put up on a pedestal as, you know, a young man, now I can experience it and really show, yo, you know what? I don't think he's good. But I believe in the classic fireball game. I believe in frustrating you where you will get hit by this crush counter roundhouse because you just got to do something, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's really where, that's really it, dude. I just, I know he's not that great. I know Urian is much better. And even last year, I started playing Akuma because Akuma let me play that Shoto style while having a top tier character. But I don't think they'll be able to release any other character that I'm going to enjoy as much as Sagat because Street Fighter IV Sagat is what I fell in love with competitively from a spectator's point of view. And while he's not Street Fighter IV Sagat in this game, he, I feel, is one of the few characters that was translated pretty much the same. It's just, unfortunately, he doesn't have Oki on DP. He doesn't have FADC to help him out. Yeah. But you can still perform the art. You can still play like with while using like these techniques. And I just fell in love with it. I really don't think I would be the fighting game player I am today if that character didn't come out. Because once he came out, it just I just became addicted with improving. Um, you know uh, Ice from Texas? Yeah. Um, when he came out, I literally hit him up because he was a great guy and he apparently he was trying to play Sagat. And I was like, hey, man, what do I do? Like, I was hitting people up that had never heard from me before. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm pretty low-key, I feel. And I was like, hey, I saw you do this. Why would you throw a high tiger shot there instead of a low tiger shot? Tell me. You know? And, you know, next thing I know, I'm talking with Zaffarino. We run into each other in Vegas, and we just have, like, an hour conversation about Sagat. Um, I'm talking to Hamad about Sagat. Now I'm talking to Sanford about Sagat because the character is, he kind of just represents that grinding um, mentality we were talking about with uh, Marvel and Street Fighter 4. And it's just hard to leave that, honestly. Um, and truly, in terms of having fun, in terms of 
being in tune with myself as a player. Sagat just like really brings that out of me. I can't explain it. It sounds crazy because at the end of the day, these are just video game characters, you know? But what that character is really just molded me into being a better fighting game player, period, because it made me actually play against my opponent than just playing against like the game and going, okay, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. just tackle ages. Like it really gave me a new perspective on the game and that's just how I end up love playing. He's he's definitely the type of character that makes you be a better player because yeah. he doesn't have things that carry him, right? It's like in order to in order to beat somebody, you just have to play better than them. It's like he doesn't have like very strong V triggers. Like he doesn't do a lot of damage, like unless like under certain, you know, situations he might. But like generally, he's not gonna hit you one time and you're gonna die. You know what yeah. I mean? So like it's it's this um, you know, like death by a thousand cuts thing that he does. He just forces yeah. you to to make a lot of mistakes and then but in order to do that, you have to be a good enough player and have enough understanding of what your opponent wants to do to to make it work. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, I just fell in love with that. Even through all the L's, like I will let you know, it's not been, there is a clear difference when I play someone, play against someone as Sagat and then when I play Urien, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you say, it's that death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, it may not be the most optimal thing in five, but against some characters, it's very doable. You just have to be good enough. And that's why I was telling you that it's that piano mindset, man. My mom put me in classical lessons when I was three, and I've been doing it ever since. And I'm 26 now, and I'll be 27 in August. And I think that's another thing when it comes to Sagat. Like I said, you hear me say the art of Sagat, right? I look at piano as an art. If I want to learn a song, if I want to win a competition, I know what I have to do. It may not be easy. But I know if I practice enough, it's going to flourish into something beautiful. And when it comes to Sagat, while I do think there are like some matchups in the game that are hopeless, I, I'm not afraid to admit that. <laughs> but I do feel like, hey, bro, you know, I look at it like this. Take Bonchan. His, Sagat may kind of suck in this game. But I'm yeah. willing to put Bonchan and a group of a thousand Street Fighter players and say, you know what, with Sagai, he's probably beating like 90, 95% of these people with Sagai. Probably, yeah. You know, not because, oh my God, I think Bonchan is a god, but because that man's been playing that character for years and he understands what, what's possible. He understands how to influence somebody. One of my favorite sets in five is when he went against um, Infectious Zeku uh, last year, Evo. Dude, oh yeah. No one is you. You pulled out Sagat, even though I think Sagat Zeku is a pretty good matchup for Sagat. You might as well just play Karn, you know? Yeah. But hey, dude, Sagat. And not only am I going to pick the character, but I'm going to beat Infectious, who is probably one of the hardest people to crack. Period. In terms of making them jump and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think that's what keeps me going. Just watching these people that succeed, whether it be. Samford back in the day, Ryan Hart. Ryan Hart was a huge, huge um, inspiration for me. Um, and Bonchan is like, yeah, man, you, look, I understand I'm not playing as strong as character as you guys were in four, but at the same time, I'm watching what I consider the greatest I got translate this game over to five and hang with Zekus. He's able to hang with Karns. He's able to hang with Akumas because he's just that good. 
And because he I mastered, say he even beat like Knuckle Deuce G one time with yeah. Uh, Sagat. Yeah. Knuckle Deuce G, Smugs G, they always have great sets when he picks Sagat. Um, yeah. And I just, I just look at it as, yeah, you know what? The character needs some help. But when you become a master of your craft, who knows what, who can beat you? You know? Mm-hmm. You know, with that said, I think he just played a set against Daigo's Guile, and that wasn't too fun. But, you know, that, <laughs> we, we blame it down on the matchup. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so season five did get announced for, yes. uh, for Street Fighter Five. So, assuming mm-hmm. we get a balance patch, what would you like to see Sagat get? Oh, man. You know, if you had all night, I would talk your ear off. But <laughs> I think I'm I'm in the camp that really feels like you have a lot of people calling him the worst character in the game, right? And I don't think he is. I just think that goes to show how hard the character can be in terms of performance, you know? I fully believe because he can formulate a game plan, he's not the worst character in the game. I think yeah. where he struggles... It's just when he goes against a character that he can probably be in the neutral, right? But all of a sudden, they might land a one combo on you, and then they go, you know what? You're Sagat. I'm a wait full screen. Do something. Like, take something, a matchup like Rashid. It's not too bad. Like, it sucks because he has crouching heavy punch that can crush counter us. He has, um, you know, stand heavy punch, which is kind of messed up. But... The game plan somewhat works. What Sagat is missing is just something that helps him to be a little more offensive, man. If you watch Street Fighter 4 Sagat, that boy is lifting that knee up probably every 10 <laughs> seconds. You know, you yeah. have to worry about it. <laughs> like It was I, a good thing that accentuated his zoning because not only did he have pokes, he had a good fireball, but he also had this forward advancing move that had a good hitbox. So you had to think about really like respecting his range. Whereas you can't, you don't really have to worry about that in five except for fireball. And that's really, I mean, he's got a few pokes, but they're not, you're not scared of getting hit by stand light kick or stand medium kick. You're just a little annoyed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're you're just like, ah, damn it. I can't believe I got hit by his toenail. Like that's yeah. it. I'm not. I'm not converting off that. But yeah. it's one of those things where the character's foundation is not bad. You know, I think a lot of people look at them and go, "Yo, Capcom did them so dirty." In terms of visuals and game plan, I think Capcom did a great job in terms of implementing the character. You know, I feel like they did an awesome job in not only putting Sagat in the game. But saying this is a guy, like if you put that character in a like, former Sagat mains and Street Fighter Four or whatever's hands, they're like, "Yo, this is a guy." Where I feel if we do get a balance patch, like you said, and for you have a combination of good pokes, faster pokes, a good low forward, and then a tiger knee, right? I need at least one or two of those things to survive in this game. Because take the Rashid matchup. Because my neutral is really just fireball and stand medium kick against that character, he doesn't have to worry about much. Whereas 
if I'm thinking, okay, what can Rashid do to me? He can mixer to be negative two in my face. He can V-skill. He can jump. He can crouching heavy punch. Stand heavy punch. There are options there, right? Mm-hmm. I think with Sagat, to just make him a solid mid, mid-high uh, tier character, Tiger Knee needs to be faster, dude. I'm just, I don't, I don't know if it's ever been this slow. And Probably not. Not in any version <laughs> of Street Fighter. <laughs> not the move does literally when I played Ford last Friday, it's it's shameful almost. Who programmed this move and said, Yeah, that's Tiger Knee bet? That's like making Sonic like Sonic Boom not go full screen all of a sudden. <laughs> you know, why yeah. all of a sudden this character just doesn't have not only is it slower, but now it's even more negative. And I just feel like they were really scared to give Sagat a cycle of options in this game. But in reality, if you if you gave him the same tools he had in four, let's say faster fierce button, a um an actual functional tiger knee without needing the use of V skill too. Um and something like Oki on DP, I just feel like the character would be complete. And I, that's really all I want. And I know they know he's not complete. I know that 100%, you know? Because they actually buffed V-Skill 2 out of nowhere last patch. Mm-hmm. No one was expecting that. But they know that this character struggles to get something started. I don't want him to be Dudley. He doesn't need to be that. But what I do need is just something that will make my opponent go, oh, man, yeah, I have to watch out for this. Because now the character feels more, okay, now I can actually play my fireball game all the time. Not because now they're thinking, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm a neutral jump tiger knee. And guess what? Now you're allowing these Sagat players to take advantage of things. So, yeah, you know what? I feel like he's going to neutral jump my tiger knee, so I'm going to wait, and then I'm going to forward heavy kick him, EX knee, now you're in the corner. Just some, It allows more player interaction. I yeah. think my biggest problem with Sagat is just he's – for lack of a better word, just really linear, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it says something that the character can still perform while being so linear, but I think he just needs a little love, whether it's forward advancing move. I think Tiger Knee, I don't think that character, I don't think it should ever be negative four, if I'm being honest with you. I think it should always at least be negative two. Maybe that's too much, but if you're going to keep it the speed it is, it has to be that. Um... And if they keep it the same speed, I would like V-Skill 2 charge to be a little faster. I think it's too slow. Um, and I would love this. I know Zaf actually mentioned this the other day. This might be a little ignorant, but I'm all about ignorance. Ford Heavy Kick, hit, <laughs> hit, hit Crouchers, man. Why not? <laughs> give me that. Look, don't give it to me. Just accept it. <laughs> <laughs> they might, see, all right. So that one... Because it's plus three right now, right? It's plus three. Yeah. yeah. That might be a bit much. Uh, you know like what? Man. I would rather him have a better forward medium kick. Mm. That would be that would be a little bit better. Cause like the thing is, like Sagat's already kind of like his offense is is bad, right? And then yeah. on top of that, you know, he doesn't really have a good ways to check you once he does get in, right? Like you're yes. just gonna walk out of most of his stuff. 
Crash exactly. a medium kick in the tiger shot, barely combos. And if you do get hit with it, whatever, you don't care. Like, you know, <laughs> right. you know, four four medium kicks so slow. I mean, you'll get hit with it sometimes, but like even if you do, like sometimes it's hard for him to convert off it. And if you for do sure. block it, he's negative two point blank. Yeah. He's putting himself in a mix up. So um yeah, I mean it'd be nice if they did something with his lows, I think. They tried to help him out a little bit by making his sweep. I think they either made it a little bit faster and then it has less recovery so he gets yeah. okay now yeah but and that's another his sweet for sure like you said it's just fundamental problems right um yeah. it, it wouldn't take much no one i know it's a guy player honestly is really asking for a whole lot they just want him to be complete and so like you said take crouching medium kick man i can't believe uh i really i think it's a blessing that i didn't play Sagat in four. This was oh, meant yeah. to be because I totally see why Sanford doesn't touch the character. I totally see why Ryan Hart definitely just will play Urian when he does play the game, you know? Because crouching medium kick. Why why is it so short range? And then why does it if you're gonna make it shorter range, can it at least combo all the time? Yeah. You know, cause that would be awesome. I don't understand why, you know, even regular fireball is like negative two. And EX, um, well, not necessarily negative two, but talking about the EX low shot, I don't know if that should be negative two. Why? I'm the fireball character. You can give me that. Um, so, you know, for me, I'm not necessarily someone that comes up with specific buffs. I just think of game plans. And I just feel like if you approach the guy, and if I'm in a room and saying, hey, how can do we make this character better but not broken? And I just think you make them complete. Either make Tiger knee faster, give them some walk speed, um, and that's really that's really it. You know? Yeah, I don't like the thing is I don't think you could ever make. I don't really think you could make Sagat busted in this game. Like unless you, I mean. Because one, he doesn't have super overpowering. Like you, would, in order to make him busted, you would have to completely like change yeah. the character. But like he's not like he's not a character that puts you in these like ridiculous situations that you just can't get out of, right? You know, you look at a lot of top tier in uh, Street Fighter Five. They all have very good neutral. They also have very good V triggers and yeah. easy ways to put you in situations that lead to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know getting in V-Trigger or doing, you know, big mix-ups or big damage in V-Trigger, but, like, Sagat's not going to do that to you, you know? Not not at all, you know? Though at worst, you would be taking uh, a guard break with V-Trigger 2 or something like that, but, like, that's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not about to do anything crazy to you. And I, th- I think that's the biggest thing. When people... Because let's assume you gave him faster walk speed, tiger knee, and some just some quality of life changes, you know, so the character feels more complete. I'm telling you, Greg, I don't even think he would be like top 10. I just think yeah. the character would be functional. I think he would just be in a similar position he was in Ultra Street Fighter 4, which is a character you can do something with. You can master him and definitely win. But what you really... <sighs> what you end up having is, hey, this character still has to fight against Rashid. He still has to work, you know? Yeah. And I'm okay with that because I think that's what the character should be. I don't think a top tier Sagat is necessarily healthy. Um, as much as I would love to see it, I'm not going to lie to you. But no one likes when Sagat's top tier. 
So I because yeah, nobody gets to play. No one gets to play. <laughs> you know, if I'm still able to uppercut you and do half your health, then okay. You know, I yeah. th- that is what it is. I just think because of the game he's in, if we were playing a different game, I wouldn't care about. Oh yeah, I don't get Oki on DP. But guess what? You know what? I should probably have the option to go. You know what? I want to uppercut, and I'm gonna use this uppercut because uh, I want to be next to my opponent. And I'm going to use the other uppercut because I want to send them far away. You know, I think they heavily overestimated how good Sagat's keep out game will be because the fundamental character, the fundamental problem of the character right now is he's supposed to, I guess, be a zoning character, quote unquote. But his zoning tool is countered by too many tools in this game. And so that forces him to play the mid-range 99% of the time, but he never gets anything in the mid-range that's worth talking about, you know? And even when he does get it, when he, you're in this constant cycle of just getting blue balls with that character because you might throw a fireball and you finally get him to jump. DP, bet. But guess what? What do you get? The same situation to hopefully make him jump again. And that's just not satisfying for the player, you know. Obviously, you know, maybe I'm just an idiot, but I I clearly must enjoy it on some type of uh, messed up <laughs> level. But it's one of those things where it would be really cool if, hey, yeah, you know what? I got this DP. I made them jump. I reacted with the DP. Bet they're next to me. Let me take advantage of my whack offense. Because when you think about it, what am I really doing to you if I'm next to you? I'm probably going for the throw. Now we go back to neutral. I don't think yeah. that your reward should be, all right, awesome, UDP, bet. Play neutral against Rashid again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, UDP, okay, cool. You, uh, you knocked Manai all the way over. Sorry. The one time she decided to jump, you did get your reward, but guess what? Now you just got to, like, suffer again. And I just think the character's weakness is really highlighted by a character. Like, uh, I think the awesome is his worst matchup personally. Yeah, I was about to say that, like, because you think about you apply it to that that character. It's like, all right, you finally got the hit. Okay, you don't get it. Now you get to throw a meaty fireball. <laughs> That's it. You know. That's it. That's it. It's like, thank you for playing. And when you go against the awesome, it's really highlighted. Yo, I really can't do anything. I can maybe go for a Hail Mary B-Skill 2 heavy knee, and hopefully it puts me next to him to get a tick throw or something. But it probably won't. So, you know, I think they didn't do a bad job putting Sagat in the game. I just think they just were really scared to make the character good, you know. But, you know, hopefully if there is another balance patch, um, he just gets some love. And I know I have hope because... He was one of the few characters to actually get buffs last patch, right? Yeah. Yep. And that was just really random. So I know that they're looking and going, hey, man, you know what? This character is struggling quite a bit. Bonchan isn't even using him in the car matchup anymore. He's just rocking the mirror now. You know? And so I think while we don't have a competitive scene um, this year, offline competitive scene to make judgments based off on yeah greg if we're being real who okay what tournament was the guy about to show up at you know yeah i'm not gonna lie 
Not probably not. I'm not going to lie to you. Ever since the COVID-19, that was really my reason of going back to him. And I was like, bet, fuck it. They buffed me. I'm going in. But, bruh, when I won Reddit with Sagat only because that was my goal, I thought I just won Evo. <laughs> I well, you be working that hard with Sagat. It feel like he, <laughs> he you know what I'm saying. You <laughs> know, it feel like uh, you know. He I I got I got three old Bob Rob. He reset the bracket. He went up like two one, and I'm like, oh, this might be it. And I happened to pull it out, and my poor girlfriend was sleeping. I won, and I went, let's fucking go, let's go, <laughs> and. I'm not even that guy, you know what I mean? Like, if I'm not on stream, especially, hey, you know, I'm probably chilling. I'm like, oh, good games, good games. I was hyped because the character just, (laughs) it's hard, man. It's just hard. And I'm not saying that for any sympathy. It just is what it is. Um, It's just unfortunately slash fortunately, that's just my favorite character. And I just hope that Capcom gives him a little love. I, I can respect that. Um, there's times where I definitely think about going back to Sagat. Like, man, it would be fun to uh, cause like my the thing with me picking him up was like I thought he looked cool, and like yeah. I was never crazy about Sagat or any of the other Street Fighters, but something about the way he looked in Dude. this game, I was like, and and I was like, you know, I haven't really played like a uh, you know, I played Dawson a little bit. Yeah. But he's not like a fireball character, like you know, it's like it's not the same. So I was like, you know what? be cool to play like a uh, traditional kind of like shoto like throw fireball dp character and you know he's fun like totally fun like i mean i definitely have fun playing him but uh yeah man it's uh you got good days and bad days for sure when you play that character you gotta be on it to make it work all the time and for the listeners please know that like greg probably at some point had the best i got in uh in america (laughs) Uh, i'll never forget Playing the mirror against this man in Vegas. It was probably for Evo or the LCQ. I don't remember. I think it was LCQ. Yeah, and I was like, nah, this boy probably ain't got a guy. He's just playing. This is just another one of his characters. You know what I mean? <laughs> boy, man, I, I was running after we finished play. I'm like, okay, you know, what? I'm gonna go get some Popeyes, Greg. You have a good night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was ready to get out of there. So, you know, I, um, you know, I, I think it's one of those things where. I trust your judgment when it comes to that character. And basically, you know, we're essentially saying the same thing, which is, you know, the character is fun to play. He looks sick. I think this is the best Sagat has ever You know, that is one thing he has over four Sagat. That boy is really, he, he almost looked like a Mega Bloks in that game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he's very chunky. But in this game, character just looks sick. And I think that helps too. That's the fanboy in me. That's probably like the seven-year-old in me going oh man this character looks gross i gotta play him <laughs> so, you know just hoping for some love and hoping that the five new characters we're getting don't have any more anti-fireball tools please stop doing that to me oh, you know have dude come on man <laughs> these v skills the new v skills i feel like half of them like oh yeah it does this and it also avoids fireball I'm like, okay, I guess. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I don't think about that, right? Gil had a has a parry, so like he doesn't care about it. And then uh uh Seth has uh V skill one. Skill right? one. So, Even uh I figured like one of Sagat's best matchups was Cody. And he probably still wins it, but V skill two dude is it's just hell, honestly. 
because now I can't throw my fireballs at a specific range where I get punished. And that's why I think he needs that beat that uh tiger knee. Because okay, yeah, you thought I was going to throw a fireball. At least I have this need to make you think about something else, you know? Right. So, you know, that that that's just kind of tough. But I still plan, you know, to kind of I guess not necessarily in the Sagat talk, but with all that said, you know, I do love the character. I love playing them. Um, I'm still going to play them. And I just think till this till we get a Street Fighter Six, I just really feel like I always play Sagat. And I've been playing Gurian as well because that character is great this season. Um, he's very fun. He's very satisfying. You can kind of play that character no matter any way you want to. Aggressive, like a wall or whatever. Um, but Sagat is just what brings me the joy and what brings me the motivation uh, to just keep playing this game competitively on you know, on that grind level, on that Marvel 3, I'm, I need to get in the lab and do stuff. You know, so yeah. I um I drive my Urian like the people that watch my stream. Shout out to Ages Academy. I I drive them crazy. I know I do because I'll pick Urian and we'll get like a quick 15, 20 game win streak. But you know, for my fighting game growth, I just think Sagat. I'll always play him because he always keeps me in check. You know. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I I get it. You know, it's a it's a struggle, but it's one that I think that overall is gonna make you a better player, like totally, because it, it makes you have to think about the game in a completely different way, um, which only strengthens you when you go back to other characters. So yeah, totally. Hundred percent. So, all right, cool. Uh, I think that was a. Uh, I think that was everything I I had for you, man. I I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah, no, thank you, man. Shouts to you, Tim. I can't believe we ate Popeyes together. You decided to not be on this podcast. This one is crazy. This one, that's wild. That's wild. But uh, don't worry. I'm going to have Greg touch you up in Street Fighter just for me. When you get oh, yeah, double perfect. He definitely going to pull up for the set soon. <laughs> when you get double peed on by Greg, just know he's doing that for me. <laughs> <laughs> But not shouts to y'all, man. I always, I um, I listen to pretty much every single one y'all been doing. The rushdown one was awesome. The automatic one was awesome, and um, you know, just keep keep it up because I think the FGC needs more content like this. And I just appreciate you having me on. Oh yeah, yeah, I appreciate you uh coming on, man. You uh, you want to go ahead and plug everything you're working on now, man? Yes, sir. Um, so. Mainly when it comes to fighting game content, you can just catch me on Twitch. We've been streaming pretty consistently, usually Monday through Friday. Um, tomorrow, uh, which is Friday, I don't know when this will be released, but I do a Street Fighter 4 lounge, so I'm playing that tomorrow. And um, just running a lot of Street Fighter. Just running a lot of Street Fighter. I, um, in terms of piano stuff, I do have some, uh, you know, Piano videos just covers the Street Fighter things coming soon. So if that's something that might interest you, you can uh, look me up. I'm Piano Densetsu on everything. That's Piano, D-E-N-S-E-T-S-U. So if music's your thing, please check it out. I um, I love playing the themes. That's one thing about fighting games I've always loved is the music. Um, so that's cool. And then just come over on Twitch, man. I, I think I'm pretty cool. You know, if you just want to chill stream, 
And if you just enjoy, as you can tell from this podcast, I love talking. So if you ever want to come through, talk about the game. I teach Street Fighter. I teach. I'm a teacher at heart. So um, I went from teaching piano lessons to also teaching like Street Fighter lessons. And I love teaching in my stream. So if you ever have a question, whether it's about the game, it's a guy, um, please come through. And, um, you know, that's really about it. Um, you know, shouts to my partner uh, in Hitbox. Um, you know, they, they've supported me for about, I guess, a year, year and a half now. So I want to give them a special shout out because they made it possible for me to go on my Sagat journey we were talking about earlier. So, um, you know, that's really about it, dude. Um, yes, uh, I guess, do we, do we plug Twitters? <laughs> tight you know if you ever wanted to see just um you know really that's where i post most of my fgc content i uh, try to do compilations highlights from the stream and um i have a couple videos in the work and collabs coming soon so um like i said pion Densetsu on everything so uh just hit me up want to talk hit me up i'm always down and uh yeah that's about it cool you guys can uh Catch me on Twitter at uh, Boombox Hero. If you want to see me uh, we retweet a bunch of random stuff, talk about music and arcade sticks. It's, uh, it's about the main stuff. Um, I, t- I stream on Twitch. You know, guys should be following me, but, you know, twitch.tv slash magnegro with a zero at the end. Um, and then on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash c slash magnegro which this uh episode should be up uh up on there if you're listening on uh spotify or whatever else also we are uh you know we're on itunes spotify google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere man anywhere you can uh listen to podcasts we're probably there so official oh yeah <laughs> official. listen to the professional please <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, that's it, man. Like I said, uh, sorry Tim couldn't be here, but uh, you know maybe he'll be back next week. If not, uh, probably got a couple people I'll phone in. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. And, uh, you know, and when Tim finally comes back, I'm gonna call in and just let him have it because <laughs> you don't you don't break chicken with a man and then not show up for this podcast. So I'm coming for you, Tim. I'm coming for you. I'm gonna play Urian against you. You don't get to Sagai. There you go. Yeah. Please do. Please do. You're not, you don't get to Sagai. You get to Urian. You get full degenerate young piano. I'm coming for <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate your time again, man. And uh yeah, we will uh we'll be back next week. So peace, y'all. Peace.